0: friends, I'm Kara Kay and I'm Elizabeth, and this is the Asking for a Friend podcast. Each week we are navigating
1: challenging questions you have about yourself, the church, and the world. But don't worry, we know you're only asking for a friend. Today we're answering the question, how can I love myself when I don't like my body? So join us as we break free from the status quo and engage in conversations that matter.
0: So each week, we want to start off with a little segment called It's the Little Things in Life. So Kara Kay, what is going on in your world that is your little thing?
1: Okay. So this little thing that has completely transformed my life, this fall specifically, my kids started riding the bus. And okay. Game changer. Game changer. I have four kids and three of them are in elementary school. And so my littlest, he's in preschool, and he comes home from preschool, and he's tired and cranky, and we were always going to pick up my older girls from school every day, and he was losing his mind. And so all the moms on our street, we got together and said, why don't we try this bus thing? And my kids love it. They all ride together. There's like this whole little army of them, and I get to stay home and work while they ride the bus home and my son gets to chill. And it has been a huge game changer for us because I don't, oh yeah, I don't have to listen to them fight and complain on the way home from school. And yes, so I am a sold out bus mom now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So my kids used to ride the bus, but the neighborhood we live in now, we live too close. So mm-hmm. my five kids attend four different schools and only Bless one you. kid can ride the bus. So it's kind of a nightmare. But, you know, I always said good. that
1: there should be like Uber for parents. Like,
0: yes, we should is. have
1: some. Pro- what? What?
0: There is in bigger cities though. So oh, not, yeah, not the, uh, not, not our, our small town. No, <laughs> but there is, so there is a kid Uber. I know now we're getting off topic, but there's a kid Uber. And basically like you give the driver a password and your kid has a password and that's it's literally amazing. for families like ours where you have you're multiple all, yeah. kids, you're all over the place after school. You can't get them in four different directions at the same time. And also I think helpful for working parents.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't
0: know if I would, I don't know if I'd feel safe doing it. I know. It. <laughs> but, you know, it is That's it is amazing, a thing. though. It's out there. I don't know if it's called Kid Uber, it's, but I did read but an article about it. But it should be. It. Yeah. It should be. Yeah. I love that. Okay, what about you? What has been your little thing this week? Okay, so my little thing this week was we took our family to the fair. Are you fair people? Oh,
1: my goodness. No way, Jose. <laughs>
0: no way. Okay, so I have friends. Like, I feel like people either love the fair or they hate the fair. Nope. No. Nope. Yeah, I don't necessarily love it but my kids love it and they just will not let it go so we're like you know what we're gonna hunker down we're gonna go all out at the fair one night once a year and then we're done and the funny thing is last year my well she's now five but last year my four-year-old she won a fish at the fair of course she did of course she did. I mean, please. Because I need one more thing to take uh-huh. care of. Yeah. So we brought this fish home. This thing lived for like six weeks, which for a fair fish, I feel like is a pretty long life expectancy. It is. But yeah. But this year, that poor fish did not even last 24 hours. <laughs> No. she came home from school yesterday and I had to you know I'm like I'm not gonna hide this like death is a part of life I'm gonna hide it from her so I just walk her over and I was I said you know Cece I have some really bad news and I show her and she just kind of looked at me and she said are we gonna flush him down the toilet (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yes ma'am we sure are let's go so we had our little fish funeral
1: Mm -hmm. in the bathroom called it a day that's so sad. It reminds me of that episode of The Office where they had the the bird that died and they had the yes. funeral. <laughs> Do you remember I that? Know. So awesome, love it. Yeah. Well, the poor fish. So that's that's a little
0: thing, but yep. that's only so once a
1: year. Yep, only once a year. And I'm sure you guys had fun. We did, we and did. those memories are great. Maybe oh, I mercy. should take my kids to the fair. well guys yeah we love hearing about the little things that are making or maybe breaking your week so we'd love to hear you guys share your little things with us you can share those over on social media with us
0: have you ever considered planning a gathering whether it's a retreat reunion workshop or celebration gather your tribe and meet at gathering oaks Tucked away just outside of Waco, Texas, Gathering Oaks offers 19 unique bedrooms plus two meeting spaces. On over 30 acres with a shady central courtyard and pool, it's a serene location to relax and stay. Whether you want to catch up with old friends around a fire, spark the next big idea for your company, or celebrate a milestone, Gathering Oaks has everything you need to reconnect, retreat, and rejoice. For more information or to book your stay, go to GatheringOaksRetreat.com. All right, so what are we talking about today?
1: Well, we are going to be answering the question, how can I love myself when I don't like my body?
0: Oh, this is a loaded question. I know.
1: I don't want to do (laughs) this episode.
0: I know, exactly. (laughs) I'll meet you on the other side. Yep. Okay, so tell me. This is kind of vulnerable here. We're going to okay. talk about this. Let's do it. How are you feeling about your body in this particular season of life? Not great. Not great. Not no. great.
1: So I will be really honest. Um, the last couple of years have been hard for me. I've dealt with some mental illness, and so just not feeling good mentally has made mm-hmm. me not want to take care of myself. And yeah. I'm kind of one of those people. I don't. I have a bad day. I need my bag of M and M's. Yeah, You know, and that's okay to an extent, but when I was having a bad day every day, I'm kind of an overeater. And so I feel like, well, I'm struggling, so I need to do something for me. And so I, you know, I'm at a weight that I haven't been super happy with and just dealing with some health issues. And so I will say that over the last month, it's gotten better because I've kind of gotten my mental stuff figured out and yeah I've been able to start working out again and have dropped some weight and so that's good I am mm-hmm. I am feeling better but still it's hard when my body's changing for one because I'm not 22 like I was yeah. and yeah. I had well I had three kids in my body but I have <laughs> I have four you kids have four now and yeah. so I'm still
0: exhausted and so it's hard to take care of me so yeah how about you it's so true um yeah i'm in a well i wouldn't say similar but yeah i would say this is not my best season right now Uh um i think the past five years have probably been like some of my thinnest years um part of that has been stress so that's not great yeah that's not a great diet plan see Um, i go the opposite way with stress (laughs) yeah i know some people do some people do um yeah, so I lost a lot of weight when we first started fostering like mm-hmm. five years ago. Um, I called it the CBS diet. Yeah, awesome. And I uh, lost a lot of weight then and gained a little bit of it back. But for the most part, that was just kind of became my new normal. And um, then the past, I also take a certain medication for migraines. Mm-hmm. In the past year, I've gone off that medication. Okay. I think and, we take
1: the same migraine medicine. Yes.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> but now I'm on something different. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so... Um, We're fun. Past, We're real fun. We are, <laughs> between mental illness and migraines, we are a blast. Yep, we are. Um, so I went to the doctor recently. I'm like, hey, you know, I've like gained all this weight in the past year and I'm not really doing anything different. And he pointed out to me that it's because I'm not on that medication anymore. Huh. And I will say that freed me up so much because I'm such an achiever and I'm a fixer. And I think, um, you know, if something's happened, like I should be able... I should be able to just push through and do mm-hmm. it. And so as I've gained weight the past year, I've been like, what am I doing wrong? This is, you know, my fault. I should be able to fix this. And so when he said that, I thought, oh, okay. So this, it is a little bit out of my control. I mean, yes, I could put down the M&Ms as well. Right. Uh, that that, that part isn't to my that. control, but whatever. <laughs> um, so he said, you know, it's, this is really out of your control. Your body is just finding its new normal now that you're not on that medication. So that can be feel- so much better and really just kind of give myself a lot of grace. And like what you were saying, I mean, well, I'm way older than you, but I'm 42 (laughs) now. Like I'm not, you know, 32 or 22. Like my body is just different now and that's okay. So I'm in a season of I'm bigger than I've been the past five years, but I'm also trying to give myself a lot of grace and just kind of adjust to new normal while still taking care of myself, still working out like I normally do, you know, still Eating all the healthy foods that I like to eat, interspersed with the M and M's and the ice cream. Yes,
1: because (laughs) those are important.
0: Yeah. So I feel like I'm in a season of finding and figuring out what my normal is going to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I feel like when it comes to loving ourselves, when we don't like our body, I feel like the pendulum can swing between two schools of thought. I feel like we either go one way where we love our bodies so much that we become obsessed with eating right and working out and you know fitting into a certain pair of jeans and we almost try to conform to this impossible standard that the world has set up for us or we swing to the other end of the spectrum where we just completely neglect our bodies we say forget it i can't be where i want to be so to heck with it i'm not gonna do anything i'm gonna you know binge watch Gilmore Girls and eat all the M&Ms and, mm-hmm. and be done with it. And so then we overindulge and we don't exercise and we just don't take care of ourselves. I don't know. Do you do you agree with that or you see it a little differently?
1: Yes, I, I totally agree. And a, as you're saying that, I'm picturing which, you know, school of thought I find myself in. And so, yeah. but I also have friends who find themselves in the other one. And so I definitely can see that because I know women who struggle with both and, and it is definitely a challenge in both avenues of that because I feel like we we think of people struggling with their body as only people that are overweight. And mm-hmm. and that's not the case at all. It doesn't yeah. It's there's so many aspects that go into it.
0: Yeah. Or we think it's only people with an eating disorder. Yes. That yeah. that struggle. And yeah. really I think the majority who struggle with really liking themselves, even when they're not happy with themselves physically, I feel like the majority kind of fall in the middle, In you know? Yeah. Yeah, They're just, it's maybe just like a simple 10 pounds that Mm -hmm. is holding them back from loving themselves. And it's when you stop and think about it like that, you're like, this is crazy. Why would we not love who God created us to be just because we wear a size 10 versus a size eight or, you know, or an eight versus a four or something, you know? Yeah. It's really bizarre when we frame it that way, Yeah. but we've just all been listening to the media so much that we've oriented our thinking to one particular way.
1: Yeah, we do. And I know I have like a couple pair of pants that, and it doesn't even matter what size they are, but I know like in my head, okay, I should be able to fit into this. And I get so frustrated with myself when I get in a season that, they don't fit me anymore. And really, what does it matter? You know, Mm -hmm. I, I need to be focused more on taking care of myself and my health than whether I fit into that specific pair of jeans that I really like.
0: Well, because what, when you don't fit into that specific pair of jeans, what are you telling yourself?
1: That I'm not good enough, that I Mm -hmm. don't fit whatever persona I want to fit myself into. Mm -hmm. And that I'm just, you know, I don't, I convince myself that I'm not there. Wherever, yeah, whatever that is that I'm supposed to be, I'm, I yes. haven't achieved that.
0: Yep. It's a self-worth. It becomes mm-hmm. a self-worth issue. Absolutely. Yeah. And I always think, like I said before, like, wait, I should be able to fix this. I should be able to do something about mm-hmm. it. And if I don't, then I am less capable than I thought I was. Right. So it's kind of, an again, an achievement thing. Yes. <laughs> so trying to let go of that for sure. Well, I want us, um, we'll continue this conversation, but I want us to look at our bodies from a biblical viewpoint, because I think if we can do that, then all of these lies that the enemy is telling us will not creep into our mind and into our day so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first truth that I just want to talk about is that God created our body. So obviously it's good. You know, he, is such a creative God and created lots of different body types, body styles, sizes, shapes, all of that. Um, And so obviously he's a God who likes variety. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want us to all look one way. Uh, But I think that's obviously the world twisting and warping something that he's created is the world says, you have to look one way, one size to be beautiful. And God says, no, I actually created like an infinite number of sizes and shapes That are all beautiful.
1: I saw a picture the other day. It was an artwork that somebody drew, um, and it was a picture of Jesus, (laughs) and he was holding like a a handheld mirror. And in it, instead of seeing a reflection of himself, he saw this vast amount of people that all look different. And that spoke volumes to me, just a reminder that we, yes, we are made in the image of God, but that doesn't look one specific way. and not one of us is valued over another. All of us are valued on Mm -hmm. equal playing field when it comes to him because he made us and he loves us and we can't try to make ourselves be a certain thing because we are exactly what he created us to be.
0: Right, right. Um, Yeah, I don't know if you saw my Instagram stories, but yesterday my five-year-old, we're just driving in the car and she said, mom, you're fat. Oh, and gosh. I, I know. And I was like, babe, that's not very nice. Like we don't, we don't use that word. And she said, why not? You know, she's just like simple, yeah. um, like very factual. She yeah. had no idea that there's a negative connotation with that word to her. She was just making like an observation. And I said, well, honey, if you, if you say someone is fat, that could really hurt their feelings. And she said, why? And I said, well, it just could. I was like, we just don't say that. And then she said, oh, okay, you're big. You're huge. <sighs> <laughs> and my and I had to laugh, but my husband said, "I think maybe she's working on synonyms in preschool, yes, but <laughs> Try um, a different word, <laughs> I know, but then I like i as I thought more about it, I thought, you know th- not that we want to use words with negative connotation, but again, our world has taught us that if you are big, then you're not beautiful, that mm-hmm. if you're big, then you should feel less than. And so then I thought, you know, why am I, I... I don't even know how to navigate this conversation with her because I don't want her to think, well, if mommy is big, then, you know, I want her to know th- that's still okay. Right. So it was a very... It was a, it was funny because she's five, but it was a very challenging conversation to walk her through. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So God created our bodies, so they are good. The second thing... Um, that I think we need to remember is that our body is a holy temple. And I think we, number one, don't stop long enough to think about this. And I think we take it for granted that, you know, in the Old Testament, people could not talk face to face with God. Um, You know, the priest could go into the holy temple once a year. And there's all these specifications about, you know, rituals that had to take place to make sure he was clean. And I, you know, I think some of us have heard the story about the priest would go into the temple with a rope tied around mm-hmm. his waist in case and they'd he died. Pull him out. They'd <laughs> pull him out. You know, so that it's like that is how limited access was to God. And today, God is living inside us, in our bodies, in our hearts, in our minds. And I don't think we value that. Oh no, I don't, we don't. No, we don't. We look at our body as um, something to worship, something to break and then reshape the way we want it instead of realizing, hey, this is your vessel where the living God lives and breathes and dwells.
1: Yeah, um, I love what you said about the, the Holy of Holies. I I visited Israel many years ago, and that was one thing that stood out to me so much was when we visited the temple, and they had this spot marked off in the temple where, the Holy, where they believed that the Holy of Holies was. Oh, wow. And people would just walk around it. They were, a lot of the Jewish people, they would walk around it because they felt like they couldn't step into that place, that they yeah. didn't have that connection with God, that they couldn't be that intimate with God. And I remember being there and I asked our leader, is it okay if I step in there? Mm-hmm. And, and he was like, yeah, of course, if... It's, he just, you know, explained to me like some people still feel that they don't have that connection to God themselves, wow. and it, even though it was just me standing in a from right here to right there, it didn't right. really physically mean anything. It mm-hmm. was just there's something about being in the places that, you know, walking where Jesus walked and all of that that just is so makes the Scripture come alive, but. Standing in that place, it just made that whole visual of it come alive that that we have this intimate connection with God, that He does live inside of us and yeah. we don't have there's no barriers there. Right. And right. and I love that because we forget that. We think yeah. he's over there behind this veil and mm-hmm. in his temple and he's doing his thing and we're over here and we can't get to him. But that's not the case at all. He's inside
0: of us. Right, right. That's so good. Wow, what an awesome experience that you got to go do that. Um, Okay, so 1 Corinthians 6.19 says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Um, And yeah, again, we just forget that our body is a temple and we don't we don't treat it like a temple. We don't view it as a temple. We don't regard it as a temple. We just, we have twisted it into something completely different.
1: And to honor um, God. I love yeah. that where it says to honor God with our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, because that can look so different for each yes. one of us. Because yep. I am not a runner and I know you are. <laughs> yeah. But to me, the thought of going out and running is, I'm like, I'd rather you, stick needles into me all over (laughs) (laughs) I do not like to run yeah but to you do you feel you probably feel freedom and to you it's probably this almost the spiritual connection yes because your body feels alive but there's other things for me that feel that way and so I feel like each one of us can honor God with our bodies in different ways so and
0: again that goes back to what we said like God is creative and he loves variety and he is allowing us to be creative and experience variety in the way we honor him with our body.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay. This verse also takes us to the next point, which is our bodies belong to God and they're, you know, they're meant to be a living sacrifice to him. And again, that is going to look different for everyone, but that is the beauty of grace is that we don't all have to succumb to one standard, which is how we know the world is lying to us because the world says you have to only look and exist one certain way. Whereas God says, no, I gave you so many different ways to love your body, embrace your body, you know, love me through honoring your body. And so the world has just completely, um, contradicted that truth.
1: Yeah. We have such a warped standard of what that truth looks like now.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So the next truth that we want to talk about is that if we are married then our body belongs to our spouse this one's a little trickier Ooh, that's fun (laughs) I know why are we talking about and our
1: husbands are going yes
0: (laughs) yeah amen sister okay so I'm going to read real quick Ephesians 5 28 it says in this same way husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies he who loves his wife loves himself After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. So, yeah, if we're married, our body belongs to our husband. Their body belongs to us. Um, And I love this part of the verse where it says no one ever hated their own body. But it's like, you know what? In our culture, though, people do. Mm -hmm. We really have twisted the truth so much that now we do. And I think that's what makes it hard for us to view our bodies as belonging to someone else because we think, well, I don't like it. I don't want it. Why would anyone else?
1: Yes. And I I guarantee you most women struggle with that in, in marriage, especially after having kids and mm-hmm. aging. We think, oh, well, he doesn't want me anymore. And maybe they have dealt with that. Maybe they have walked through that. And yeah. so they have this very... they struggle so much because they have been told, I don't want you anymore because of the way you look. And so getting through that is extremely challenging.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I I do know someone that that
1: -hmm. that
0: happened to as her body changed. Her husband just really distanced himself. And it was really, really sad. Um, But I think that's why it's so important for both the husband and the wife to realize, you know, our bodies belong to each other. It's not a one-way street. Right. And yeah. And And we're just,
1: yeah, we're learning and changing together and we're growing together. And
0: yeah. And going back to the other points that we already said, which was God created our bodies. So they're good. Our body is a holy temple and it belongs to him. So if we can go back to what scripture says about our bodies, then we look at them a little bit differently.
1: Absolutely okay we are going to talk through some more practical steps now of how we can love ourselves when we don't like our body so um, we are going to chat about our body from God's perspective.
0: Yeah, I think we um, we just touched on some verses that I think are really helpful, and I would encourage people if this is an area where you struggle, to write some of those verses down. I know this sounds super cheesy and old school, but write it down, put it on your mirror, use it as a bookmark, put it in your car, keep it in your purse. Um, which I know we're going to talk about triggers in a second, but I would even say put it wherever you experience emotional triggers, you know? And I would say just taking God's truth and putting it into your mind every day. And sometimes that has to be a very conscious choice. Yeah, um,
1: I agree. And like for me personally, I think that in the past we've seen you know, we put the the bikini model pictures on the fridge when uh-huh. we want to lose the weight to fit in a certain thing, or we put the picture of the jeans on our closet door that we want to fit back into. Yep. So what if instead of that, what if we replace those pictures with God's truth about us and yeah. God's perspective about the fact that he loves us and he made us? Mm-hmm. Because I think that would really change our perspective of what we're going for here. Maybe we do have some weight to lose, and that's okay, but just we need that reminder that God made us and loves us. So right. um also I think that we can stop the negative talk and mm-hmm. the self loathing because yeah. we all get so caught up in this and it's not helpful for any of us. No. And it's not getting us anywhere. And I I think it goes back to that last point of remembering God's perspective about us. If we are talking you know, bad about our bodies. And imagine how that makes God feel. I've, I've always heard Mm -hmm. this example used of, if you hear somebody talking bad about one of your kids, how would that make you feel? Mm -hmm. Or if you specifically heard your child talking bad about themselves, if you have a kid and you have ever experienced this, you know how painful that can be for you Mm -hmm. because you know all the good things about them Mm -hmm. and you've watched them grow and you've poured so much into them. God feels the same way about you. He doesn't want to listen to you talk negatively about yourself.
0: Right. Yeah, that's good. I've also uh, always heard what you say to yourself, would you say that to a friend or to your daughter or to your mom? you know, you would never pick apart a friend the way you pick yourself apart. And so again, just making that conscious choice to not engage in that negative self-talk, to give yourself encouraging words or biblical truth instead of going down that rabbit trail of all the things that are wrong with yourself. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, Another thing we can do is eliminate influences that trigger our negative thoughts. Um, Whether it's social media, if it's, The magazines or TV shows or even friendships and relationships we have that may be toxic because Mm -hmm. as hard as that can be, sometimes we have to cut out some toxic relationships that may be harmful to us. What are some things that you've had to cut out that may be negative triggers for you?
0: uh probably all of those <laughs> <laughs> Same. um yeah so social media i've definitely had to unfollow certain people mm-hmm. that again they're not doing anything wrong they are just doing their own thing and um living a healthy life but for me it would trigger thoughts of i need to work out more i need to eat better i need to look different and That was becoming really unhealthy. So and it from time to time I will clean out my um social media followers or or people I'm following and um yeah, just not follow people that make me feel bad about myself. Who wants to get on social media and just feel bad?
1: Uh yeah, not me.
0: Yeah. And then I have had to let go of I am thinking of one in particular friendship, and this was like many, 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 many years ago, like post-college right Mm -hmm. after college um just some comments were made and it just made me feel terrible about myself unfortunately I had another friend who spoke truth into my life and was you know just like this is this isn't right like you know she doesn't bring you up she brings you down so just had to create some distance there
1: yeah and I think that's healthy to do yeah it makes us healthier and see ourselves yeah better Um, Another thing we can do is find a a reason to move our bodies. Maybe even exercise that we're not so focused on losing weight or changing our body. This is a hard one for me. Okay. How how come? Because I feel like when I am exercising, I have an end goal in mind. Yeah. Because I don't necessarily like to work out. It's Mm -hmm. not something that I enjoy doing. I would rather be doing a million other things, okay. but I'll do it because I know that it's good for my body and I'll do it because I have that in goal. Like I'm about to go on a cruise with my husband <laughs> and I really want to wear this one swimsuit that's a little tight on me and I want to lose about 15 pounds before we go. So we're working out really hard right now because we both want to lose some weight. And so usually when I'm working out really hard, I have an end goal in sight. And so I struggle with moving my body just for the intention of doing it to worship God. And I think that's just something that's important for us to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've been in those seasons, but um, I think think we've talked about this. So with my migraines for many, many years – I could not do, probably about 15 years, I could not do any high-impact exercise. Right. So all I could do was, you know, yoga, Pilates, walking, like very non-impact kind of things. But um, recently, I've done a ton of things just to sort of get healthy and get my migraines in check, and I've been able to start running again, um, doing a boot camp class, like all these crazy things that I've not done in the past couple of decades, and I really... I'm so grateful that I have the ability to move in this way that I haven't been able to do in 15 years, that weight loss or counting calories, you know, none of that matters to me right now. I am just so grateful that I can even do it. And that's, I think when I run, I just, I do like, I thank God. I'm like, thank you for giving me this gift because the ability to move really is a gift when we stop and think about it. I think we often take it for granted until it's taken away from us. And it was taken away from me so long that now that I can do it again, I'm just so grateful. I don't, I don't wear a Fitbit to track my calories. Like I don't, I if I get there twice, if I get to the gym twice a week, great. If I get there four times, awesome. But I just take it day by day. day. And right now I'm not worried about losing weight or anything like that. I just want to enjoy the exercise that I'm doing because I haven't been able to for so long.
1: That's such a great perspective because I think we forget – we get so busy and we forget how grateful we are to just be able to get out there and move and –
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's amazing.
0: Yeah. I'm trying. Good for you. (laughs) I'm trying. It's a process.
1: Um, And then one more thing I think we can do to really begin to love ourselves when we don't like our body is to focus on our positive attributes. Yes. um. That have nothing to do
0: with our bodies.
1: Absolutely. And I think that this can be really challenging because I find myself, when I'm beating myself up about my body, I end up beating myself up about everything about me.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I know a lot of women do that. Um, And so I think it's really important for us to focus on the good things. And I tell one of my kids this. She struggles with, you know, being upset with her siblings a lot of times. And I'll tell her... Well, when you're mad at them, think of something that you love about them, or when our kids have been fighting all day at the end of the night before they go to bed, we make them say something they love about their other siblings, mm-hmm. and you know they're just like, "Oh, we don't want to do this <laughs> But then, when they're done, they're all hugging, and they're best friends again and And so, I think it's so important for us to remember all these other things that God put in us, and then we can be hugging ourselves and grateful for the way God made us again. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we we don't give ourselves enough credit when it comes to focusing on our positive attributes. I think we're taught to be humble and, you know, not arrogant or prideful. And so we don't even give ourselves compliments when really, you know – We want to be grateful for what God has given us. You know, the um, strong leadership skills, um, compassion for others, spiritual gifts like teaching and serving, you know, those are all things that we can recognize in ourselves and be grateful for. And I think when we realize, look how much God has equipped me to do his will and his work in this world, then really, you know, what our bodies look like an extra five or 10 pounds and a different pair of jeans, like it doesn't really matter. It kind of fades away. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay, let's go ahead now and jump into some listener questions. We have two that we're going to talk about today. So, the first one is someone uh, DM'd me through Instagram. They said, How do you love people with different body types than you when they talk bad about themselves?
1: Mm, that is such a great question. <laughs> it's tricky. <laughs> it's so tricky because I think this goes back to that negative self talk yeah. that we touched on earlier. Because it's one thing when it's, when we're doing it ourselves, but when we have friends that are constantly negative about themselves, it can be hard to the point yeah. that we don't want to be around them. Right. Um, so I would say one thing is to be that positive voice to them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Always uplift them, remind them of their positive attributes. Yeah, that's good. Um, so. In whatever way that may be, send her a text message one day and say, hey, I noticed that you did a really great job doing this this week. And I mm-hmm. just wanted to tell you, Yeah, you know, if she can see that she's doing great in other areas, maybe it will help draw that attention off of her self-loathing.
0: I think too, maybe even like you were saying, be that positive voice, you know, and just saying, look, I'm really trying to speak God's truth into my life in this area and not Mm -hmm. engage in negative self-talk. So I want that same thing for you because you have so many great qualities and just sort of, you know, steering, kind of putting it off on yourself. Like, Hey, this is my issue. And then, you know, then your friend hopefully won't get so defensive and also (laughs) uh, reminding them about what, like you said, what you love about them. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right, what's what's our next question?
1: So the next question we received was how can we love our changing body as we age? <laughs> I'm gonna let you take
0: this one. Uh-huh. Since because, I'm the elder. Because you're the elder here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, a lot of what we've been talking about, which is reminding yourself of God's truth, reminding yourself what is your true purpose for your body? You know, and it is uh number one, to be a vessel for the Holy Spirit to dwell. I mean, that's I mean, that's so much bigger than we can even comprehend. And I think that's why we take it for granted. You know, our body is meant um, as a place of worship and as a place for God to live and dwell. It is a vehicle that we can use to bless others and to serve this world. Um, If we can view it from that perspective, then fitting into a bathing suit becomes a lot more insignificant. Um, I would also say, again, I've said this before, but giving ourselves grace, you know, like you said, like we've had babies, even if you haven't had babies, your metabolism's going to change, your hormones are going to change all of these things and realizing that some things are out of our control. So honoring God where we can in the areas we can with our eating and our exercise, but then also accepting the fact that, you know, God doesn't want us to look the same for the rest of our lives. He doesn't want a 42 year old woman to look like a 15 year old girl. That's not natural.
1: That would be really
0: weird. That would be so weird. But yet, <laughs> some people in our culture strive for that.
1: Yeah, they do. And I'll add something to that okay. that is a little more practical. Okay. Um, And this is something that I have been doing over the last couple of years. And it's made me love my body more as I've been aging and changing. And that's just taking better care of my body physically. Yeah. That means actually using grown-up skincare products. Oh, And. Yeah you know, like better shampoos and things like that that are Mm -hmm. seem like silly things. But I, I like my skin better than I have in years because I started taking care of it. Yeah. And, you know, not that wrinkles are a bad thing. They're great. They show our aging. And I think that's a wonderful, beautiful thing. But if it's something that you are struggling with, then there's products that can help us age gently. And <laughs> I think that's great that we can use, you know, that we have these things at our disposal that we can use and help us age with grace that we can have a little bit of control over, you know, the way we love ourselves. If it takes a, a bottle of lotion to do that, then by all means, find something that makes you feel beautiful Yeah, and and do that. Because yeah. I think those practical things really do Make a difference.
0: Yeah. So finding that balance between Mm -hmm. being over obsessed and then just throwing caution to the wind and saying, forget it. I'm done. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because you can definitely take care of yourself and love yourself better, Mm -hmm. but still know that your body is holy and God made you for a purpose.
0: Yeah. That's great. Good advice.
1: Spoonful of Faith is a creative shop and design studio by illustrator Gina Holliday. God showed up in a beautiful way, merging Gina's love of marketing with her passion for art and creativity. Her studio focuses on creating thoughtfully illustrated pieces for small businesses and brands. Additionally, Spoonful of Faith is passionate about empowering creative women and offers support through an online community called Mother Creative, as well as a newly launched creative shop of faith-centered apparel, stationery, and artwork for your home. You can save 15% off this week by using code ASKINGPOD15 when you shop at SpoonfulOfFaith.com. All right, guys. So at the end of every episode, we want to just take a break and share something that is helping us rethink the way we see ourselves, the church, and the world. So Elizabeth, share with us this week what has helped you kind of reframe your thinking.
0: Okay. So I have a friend, her name is Nikki Wilson, and she has just a super encouraging Instagram account. Uh, She has a website too, but I follow her on Instagram. It's underscore Nikki Wilson underscore. And she is very anti-diet, positive body image, self-image. And so her posts are just so encouraging. And I think, you know, as you and I've talked about kind of where we are in our body image journeys, you know, I shared that, in the past year i've gained probably like 10 pounds ish i don't know no and uh it's been great because i feel like as the achiever that like i almost have to like i'm disappointing people or i'm now not the person they thought i was or that they're used to and so i'm letting them down and i'm okay with where i am right now like i think like we talked about earlier i'm just grateful that i can run again and i can do certain things I wasn't able to do. So I'm sort of relishing that space. And so instead of listening to negative voices, you know, I go over to Nikki's um, Instagram account and she's just so encouraging. She's super vulnerable and she's great about telling us like, look, you are 40. You're not going to have the body you had when you were 15. And that is a natural thing. That's a good thing. Um, You know, and she's just very anti-culture and very, pro-Jesus, pro-loving the body God gave you, and working with what he gave you.
1: I love it. I just followed her. And I'm already encouraged sitting here reading through her Instagram while I'm listening to you. And and she's really funny, too. So that helps. Which is awesome. Love it. Okay. Yeah. What about you? I just finished a book. I read a lot of books. You guys will probably get to know this because I'll probably talk about books every single week. Um, But I just finished a book called An Altar in the World by Barbara Brown Taylor. I love Barbara Brown Taylor. If you guys haven't read any of her work before, she is incredible. But this book, An Altar in the World, she really talks about the different um, just places in the world that we can worship and just the little things, you know, how we talk about the little things here sometimes, but it's just the little things that we can find worship in digging up potatoes in our garden and <laughs> just the dirt under our fingernails. And she like that was an example she used that really stood out to me because I'm, I think about like the times I have to go pull weeds in my garden and I'm like, oh, I don't want to go do that. But just the fact that we get to go outside, feel the sweat on our bodies and, we can worship God through those things and just feel him in that is just incredible. And so she goes through all these different practices in the book. And I was really, really encouraged through all these practices that we can really find God in different things. And I just, I loved it and it was so, so encouraged by um, that narrative. So I highly recommend that book.
0: That sounds great. Yeah, I think we don't we don't pause enough in our daily life to connect with God. Yes, for sure. And
1: some like the word Sabbath has been something that has been on my heart a lot this year and she talks mm-hmm. about that and I feel like that word has been coming to me over and over and over in the past few months of really learning to rest and to take the time to just pause and and really find God in everything around me that it doesn't have to look like we feel like it needs to look. That Mm -hmm. and and just talking about this body image thing that we can find God in in just using our bodies and moving our bodies and and worshiping him in that way. So, yeah, yeah, I love it.
0: That's awesome. All right. I'm going to add it to my want to read list on Goodreads. Is it getting longer and longer? (laughs) Oh, girl, it's 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 going to be never ending. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. All
1: right, guys, well, we would love to hear what resources and things are helping you reframe the way you think about yourself, the church, and the world. So be sure and pop over to our social media
0: and share those things with us. Thanks for joining us today as we answered the question, How do I love myself if I don't love my body? We hope this conversation helps you rethink the way you view the body God gave you. Make sure you join us next week as we chat about cultural appropriation and answer the question, Why can't I do that?
1: Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes so more people can find us and help us work through these important issues that affect us all. Also, we would love to connect with you on Facebook and Instagram at The Asking Pod. So go follow us. And each week we will post a new question about something we are discussing on the podcast and we always want your input. You can also connect with each of us on Instagram I am at karake.james and Elizabeth is
0: at Elizabeth Oates underscore. And finally, keep asking questions for a friend.